Welcome to English in 10 Minutes, real, unscripted English conversations about people, places, and their stories. After you listen to the episode, visit EnglishIn10Minutes.com. Welcome back to our discussion of stone towns in Africa, or more precisely, just off the east coast of Africa. Last time we talked about Lamu and Zanzibar, and now it's the turn of Mozambique Island, where we spent the better part of the last week or so. Yeah, we stayed there for longer than we had intended to, and that was mostly just because we loved the place so much. Yeah, we wanted to stay for about four days. In the end, we decided to stay for eight days, and that meant that we changed our plans for Mozambique. We had intended to go a little bit further north, and we just decided, let's stay here. You know, once you get to a place like this, it's hard to face the the challenge of going back to the mainland and dealing with all the transport and the roads and all and things like that. So we thought we really like Mozambique Island. There's a lot of things for us to do here. And there was also a festival coming up. And so we said, let's just stay for eight days. And, um, and that's what we did. We did. And I think it was a good decision. So Mozambique Island, like the other stone towns that we talked about, the island itself is just off the coast. It's about three kilometers off the coast of Africa. And there's actually a bridge now. And so you can travel with a vehicle to Mozambique Island. The island is very small. It's about three kilometers in length and 500 meters in width. And so it is very small. And even within that island, there's two very distinct parts. Yeah. The so-called Stone Town is the northern part, and this is really the colonial Portuguese part of town. And we were told that actually the island was uninhabited when the Portuguese arrived, and so they were responsible for building up the island and then also inhabiting it and also having locals come and inhabit it to work uh, on, on building the stone town, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it was actually the capital of the Portuguese colony in Eastern Africa. So it was a very important um, place at, the, at that time. Yeah, despite being very, very small. And so you have the stone town, and there's still all these Portuguese buildings that are there. Um, as we mentioned before, a lot of faded grandeur are these old buildings that could do with uh, a new coat of paint, perhaps. But Or um... even a bit more. I mean, some of them were really... <laughs> some of them look to be completely abandoned. Um, and, you know, it's just the shell, the outer shell of a building, really. But then sometimes you think that they're abandoned, and then you'll see someone walk out, you know, and you realize that actually there's a family that's living deep inside the building, uh, inside one of the rooms. They've uh, made that into their home. So it's a really interesting place. Um, but yeah, and I think some of the, the faded aspect of the buildings gives a lot of the timelessness that makes Mozambique Island special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so in the stone town in the north, you have um, several churches. You also have a very huge fortress, which is supposed to be perhaps the best military fortress constructed in Africa uh, by European colonizers. And at the very, very northern tip, there's a church, which is the oldest European building in the southern hemisphere. It was built in 1522, and it's a fortified church. So it was one of the first buildings, or, or as I said, the oldest that still remains, but perhaps one of the first buildings built by the Portuguese, and the church is fortified. And so it functions as a, as a small fortress. Um, and then, of course, later they built this very large fortress behind it, and so the fortified nature of the church... Um, didn't really have a purpose anymore. But at the time when they built it, uh, it was necessary because there were potential attacks coming from the sea. And so the church was used uh, as a way to to ward off these attacks. Mm-hmm. And we visited that, and it was really interesting uh, to, to visit that as part of a visit to the fortress. 
And so that was one thing we did on one of the days that we were there. And then we also went to some of the museums and some of the other churches that are in Stonetown. But then to the south of the island, you have what's called Makuti Town, which is completely different, right? Completely different, yes. And that is actually where most people live today, of the local people who live on the island. It's very, very densely populated. Um, lots of houses very close together. Makuti is the local word for reeds or thatch. It's what they use to make the thatch roofs of their houses. And in some cases, the houses, the, the body of the house is also made of reeds. Others are made of cement or, or different materials, maybe mud brick. Um, but there, it's very poor housing, by and large. And even the, the cement ones are still what we would consider to be very poor living conditions. You know, we would probably, definitely if it was in one of our countries, we would consider it to be a slum. But in Mozambique, this is probably pretty much the average standard of living because it is a very poor country. Uh, so... It's an interesting situation. Uh, we did get a chance to walk through the Makuti town, and we met people who lived in the Makuti town, and some of them were very proud. They showed off their houses to us and stood in front of their houses and posed for pictures. And uh, it was nice to see that uh, they seemed to be very happy there and seemed to, you know, be happy with very little. Um, but the fact is that... A lot of the children are going hungry. That was very obvious that they were not adequately nourished. And so it is a, a sad situation, too. Yeah, there are about 15,000 people who live in Makuti Town, so it's very densely populated. Mm -hmm. um, and the population of the island is about 95% Muslim, even though the grandest buildings, apart from the fortress on the whole island, are churches. Um, but those are in the northern part, in the stone town, and then there are, there's at least one mosque and one madrasa, which is a, a Muslim religious school in the southern part near where most people live in Makuti town. And so this dynamic of the stone town and the Makuti town, it's in miniature what we saw in Maputo, in the capital of Mozambique, mm -hmm. um, when we went into the Mafalala neighborhood that we talked about previously. Mm -hmm. And so you also have this division between the colonial rulers and the local people who were living there, who were needed to do to work in the area where the colonists are, but who live separately in their own kind of areas. Yeah. So another thing that you can do is you can take boat trips around the island, and that's another magical part of the stone towns is that you can travel in these dows, these old sailing boats. And we did that for one day, and that was quite interesting. We went actually back to the mainland, but to an area that's really only accessible by boat from the island. And we saw an old well, which they call the Vasco da Gama well, supposedly discovered or at least used um, by the Portuguese explorer Vasco da Gama, who was the first person to discover a sea route to India from Europe um, and we saw a little village on that island would you say the village was even poorer than than Makuti town perhaps um, I mean perhaps it felt a lot more rural yeah the houses are more spread out they have you know more distance between them because in the Makuti town they're really just right on top of mm -hmm. each other with just little tiny alleyways just barely you know big enough to walk for two people to walk past each other. So they had more space, um, but yes, still very, very poor. And another trip we did by boat was to go whale watching, mm -hmm. which was amazing because often when you go whale watching, or certainly it's been our experience sometimes, 
you know, because the whales are mostly under the water, you don't really see that much. Every now and then you see a tail and everybody on the boat is ooing and ahhing when they see a, a small portion of the whale, but you never really understand the, or, or really can grasp the true size of the whale. But on this occasion, we saw whales jumping up out of the water and, and playing around, and that was really great. Yeah, so these are humpback whales which, who migrate uh, from Antarctica to come breed and uh, give birth to their babies uh, in the Indian Ocean around Mozambique Island at this time of year. It just so happened that we were there at exactly the right time of year when the whales come, and it wasn't something Something that we knew about really or that we had planned to do because we have had some less than exciting whale watching experiences in the past so we thought oh it's not worth it we don't want to do it again but for some reason we decided to do it and it was the best whale watching experience that we've ever had the the humpback whales were actually jumping up out of the water and putting on a great performance and we got to watch a mother with her baby she was teaching her baby how to do the jumps so it was really special yeah and we were quite close to them a distance of i guess about 20 or 30 meters and we were also only in a very small Zodiac boat. Yeah. Uh, so you can't get too close because the whale is much bigger than the boat and could easily tip it uh, if, the, if it got agitated, if you got, if you got very close to, uh, to it or, or to the whales that we saw. Um, but fortunately, nothing like that happened. Uh, we stayed uh, far enough away, but close enough that we had a really amazing view. Mm-hmm. And so that was just uh, one of the many great experiences we had on Mozambique Island. Yeah, we did something different just about every day that we were there for eight days. Even though it's a very chilled out, laid back place, we managed to find lots of different things to do and it kept us busy for a while and uh, it's something that I'll always remember. But eventually it was time to leave the island and go back into Africa proper Mm -hmm. and see what adventures awaited us there. listening to English in 10 Minutes. To download a worksheet for this episode, including the most useful vocabulary and a full transcript of the conversation, visit EnglishIn10Minutes.com. Music